part four chapter thirty five of martin schuler by romer wilson this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part four schwarzwald chapter thirty five on june first nineteen fourteen martin schuler's opera was produced at the berlin opera house it is remarkable that it was exactly the right length it needed no adaptation or disemboweling to speak of all his friends were wild about it the actors the orchestra the scene-shifters although they did not understand it any more than his friends caught the enthusiasm perhaps hirchner and the countess von ardstein alone had an idea of what it meant count von schuler was present at the first night he sat in a box hung with laurels and roses his hair was oiled his hollow cheeks and rigid jaws were clean-shaven and he wore a new evening suit with a soft linen shirt and a velvet coat on his left breast was a decoration on his marriage finger was a ring set with an emerald surrounded by brilliants this ring had been given to him by hella von rosenthal he had recently begun to wear it again his heart was void the peahens were no longer his they had flown out into the world in the front corner of the box sat sophie von Zebalt at the back stood wolf on either side of martin sat two of his friends talking to him ah said konstanz the man at his left hand have courage dearest friend the most beautiful work in the world will stir their hearts to hell depths and heaven heights hirschner sat at schuler's right side with one hand on his shoulder and the other grasping his right hand so that the ring on the marriage finger cut his palm he secretly feared that the peahens was above the heads of the general public but he said in rolling accents it is going to be wonderful glorious colossal and ever to be remembered altogether magnificent success ah look at the faces turning their eyes upon you you are recognized permit us to support you dear friend you must stand cheers filled the opera house like a child schuler did as he was bidden he stood erect in the box and bowed supported by his friends who only half rose in order to give him the supremacy in height everybody shouted and clapped he had been a great favourite in the old days sophie clapped also wolf let his nature out in one loud shout the orchestra began the overture with the first notes the group in the box melted away to the corners countess von ardstein bustled in and sat down sophie sat at the front corner of the box in a flame-coloured dress of gauze she looked as lovely as she had ever done she leaned very much on the front of the box and let her right arm lie over the edge she gazed straight down at the dark people below her with her fingers she played with her pearl she felt very lonely she wished martin would put out his hand to her or touch her there she sat reclined in a beautiful pose staring down into the abyss she had not the slightest idea that anything was being performed wolf stood at the back of the box his attention riveted it seemed to him as he gave himself to the music that the light upon the stage came out of martin's mind like a searchlight and widening out over a piece of heaven concentrated itself again in his own brain he thought that if martin had not been there the whole spectacle would vanish and the sounds of music drop to silence hirchner sat beside him with his legs crossed looking like a man of the world but his mind was soaring to the highest heights and he felt that he had been born only to hear the wonder of that night the countess kept her eyes fixed on the back of martin's head 
konstanz saw his soul swim like a golden carp in the fish-ponds of elysium count von schuler himself stared at the stage his whole nerve supporting the whole of the performance every slight technical mistake broke something in him during its progress he suffered everything that he had ever suffered during his labours on it and went again through every ecstasy through every disappointment as the acts followed one another he held his heart still for the climax his beautiful and perfect work ravished his soul out of him he never had heard or seen anything to be compared with it it exceeded his dreams all the loveliness of his whole life was there once he smiled at his young wagnerian dreams and saw a bridge slender as a rainbow stand over his life from his twentieth year till now he went back seven years to the top of the bridge and looked down at leipzig and berlin and the black forest the millions of episodes of his life lay below him he was thousands of hours above them in the air here am i he thought and i have safely crossed by this bridge how slender and how beautiful and how white i have made it and it is my own support i suppose it was necessary for my body to go by land only at the end can we cross by the complete bridge back to the beginning he looked down the far side towards heidelberg under the far end of the bridge flowed the neckar he saw the pavilion upon the castle hill shining with electric lights for some time he stood up there upon the top of the bridge in contemplation of the beauty of the universe he understood all creation and the smallest actions of living things suddenly he found himself sitting in a box at the opera house of berlin it was the last act he was awaiting the sensation of the million falls that he had so often had unfortunately the actors were not quite up to their task they failed to produce the true the absolute sensation the audience also did not appreciate the climax the orchestra alone carried themselves away by their own playing hirchner moved his heart torn out of his body by the marvellous perfection of the music wolf wept amazed at the incomprehensible before him sophie dreamed still leaning in her corner of things she did not know as the last chord sounded countess von ardstein touched hirchner and konstanz they looked at martin electrified at her contact martin had risen and was leaning forward with his hands upon the edge of the box he seemed to be about to speak but sank again heavily into his chair hirchner half sprang to his feet the countess detained him sophie was staring blankly at martin she alone could see his face absolute silence fell over the theatre sophie shrank back into the curtains and raised her hands in an action of self-protection in a few seconds the audience began to go quickly out of the theatre and everybody knew that martin schuler was dead his body was taken home to the house of the ardsteins and laid upon a bed he lay in the centre of a scene that he would have appreciated the rest of wolf's life crouched in a black-stricken form beside the bed sophie to whom nothing was comprehensible wept by him supported in the arms of hirchner konstanz and the count von ardstein stood in the background with the countess who was playing with her lorgnon in the silence and the pale light of the breaking day all those people felt that they had now forever finished with life and that with the first gleam of the rising sun they would all vanish away End of part four, chapter thirty five. Recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine. 
End of Martin Schuler by Romer Wilson